0: Good evening, um and uh, go with me simple thought tonight uh, that I want to share with you uh, in the book of Luke uh, Luke chapter 5 I saw it yesterday as I as I was reading uh, yesterday morning and uh, underlined some thoughts and then the Lord developed it today honestly I, I it's still not developed I uh, I really regret preaching it tonight because I don't feel ready to preach it yet, uh, but maybe the Lord will develop it as I as I preach it tonight, <clears throat> and he has done that often time. Let's stand uh, for a moment, please, um, and don't forget to pray for Miss Melanie uh, and uh, her family, Ashlyn, Mr. Ashley, uh, her husband, don't forget to pray for them in the passing of of uh, her mother-in-law and uh, I know they would appreciate it if you can get to the funeral tomorrow the viewing is uh, from 10 to 11 uh, at uh, what, what was that? Was that Poteet Funeral Home? Um, and so I know they would appreciate that and then the funeral starts at 11 uh, if you can't get there at least pray for them uh, and I know they'd appreciate that reach out to them send them a text or something of that nature call them Uh, All right, Luke chapter number five tonight, Luke chapter number five, uh, verse one, let's read uh, together, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets and he entered into one of the ships. That's my thought tonight. He entered into one of the ships. I'm gonna preach tonight on when the Savior got on Simon's ship, and bring that to you the best that I can this evening. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have told all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brake. They beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, notice this, they forsook all and followed him. Well, stop reading there tonight and pray. You pray God will help me, all right. Uh, Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you that you love us, we thank you tonight for the privilege to be in the house of God. I pray God tonight you'd touch these, Lord, your people. God, speak to our hearts. Thank you for the wonderful singing. Lord, one of my favorite hymn songs, Till the Storm Passes By. Thank you tonight, God, that you're God uh, of the storm and God, you're God on the other side of the storm. Thank you tonight for that. Lord, I love you. I pray God you'd bless the preaching now of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, I made mention while we were reading the text uh, that I want to preach on the thought this evening of when the Savior got uh, onto or into Simon's ship. Uh, I want to emphasize tonight with the Lord's help the thought of the ship. Uh, There's a lot going on in Luke chapter number 5. It's really the call of Simon and other disciples who were there with him that day. In the middle of all of that, Jesus preaches to a multitude and teaches them from the word of God. Uh, He ministers to them. uh, And then there's great miracles that take place. Uh, How many of you know Jesus can do more than one thing at a time? And what you think he's doing, uh, he may be doing, but he may be doing 10 other things that you don't recognize or what you think he's doing, you may be wrong and he may not be doing that at all. Uh, but he may have come there for one specific person or one specific reason. Uh, in our text, there's a miracle, the draw to the fist, there's the multitude that are preached to and there's the men that are called. Uh, and all of this takes place in just a handful of verses in a really a short period of time. Uh, but what is interesting, what struck me, I don't know that I've ever noticed it or paid attention to it, is that the Bible shows us that Simon Peter has a ship, and that one day Jesus shows up to that ship, and he gets on board that ship, uh, and from that time on everything changes in Simon Peter's life. Uh, I would say it to like this, it's Wednesday night. Uh, most folks at work most of the day, uh, you're tired, uh, you, 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 you have a job, whether that job be at a plant, uh, at a store, or at the house, you uh, mothers, you have a job, and that job uh, is your ship. Uh, that was Simon Peter's job. That ship was not a leisure boat, uh, it was not a ski boat, it was not a luxury boat, but it was his way of living. It was his life. Uh, And uh, Simon Peter, I don't know what it cost him. I don't know if it was passed down, if he built it, if he bought it. uh, I don't don't know any of the details, but I know this much that it was his daily activity. I I would assume tonight, uh, we know in Said the Bible said when Jesus came to Simon Peter and he said, launch out into the deep, he said, Master, we've fished all night, we've toiled all night, and we've caught nothing. Uh, I would, I would uh, assume this evening uh, that he spent a good portion of his time on that boat. Maybe more time on that boat than he spent at the house. Maybe more time on that boat than he spent with his wife and his family. Uh, That was his living. That was his livelihood. It was his job. I I would like to say this to you tonight. Uh, There is nothing wrong or second class with working a job. Uh, It is a good thing uh, for men to work. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that a man that don't work, don't eat, it is a good thing for the people of God to work with their hands and to do with the ability that God has given them something for the glory of God. Simon Peter was doing what everybody else was doing. He was making a living. Uh, That was his living, but there come a day that the Lord Jesus got into the middle of what he was doing for a living, and I would like to propose to you tonight that Jesus is not just interested on your Sundays, and he's not just interested in your leisure time, and he's not just interested on your Wednesday nights, but as a matter of fact, uh, we find in the word of God, he's liable to come down to where you work and ask something of you. He's liable to come down to where you spend most of your time and require something of you for the glory of God. Isn't that something? Jesus showed up at his place of business. Now I know in today's society, we're supposed to keep religion and business separate, you know. Uh, That's what they tell us. You gotta keep that business separate uh, from business. It's not the same. But Jesus just might mess up popular opinion. Jesus just might ask of you uh, to make a religion a part of business uh, and he does this on this day. These men were fishermen. I, I thought about some things that I appreciated. Most of the time I'm judgmental when I read about any of them and you are too. Uh, we, we get upset with Simon Peter cause he walked on water and he began to sink uh, he betrayed Jesus uh, and uh, not betrayed Jesus, but he denied Jesus those three times. And we 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 give them all down the road. Thomas doubted uh, and he had to see for himself and, and and all the disciples forsook and were real good at pointing our fingers at these disciples and their shortcomings and not realizing that on a daily basis most of us do the very same things that they did uh, that were brought out in the Word of God and we do them on a daily basis. One thing that I I, I admire about him is he was a working man. Uh, He had toiled all night. He was not lazy. Uh, There's there's a lot of folks that have the idea uh, that they want to do something for God uh, but they've never started doing anything at all. Uh, And I would say to you tonight Uh, That if you want to do something for God be found doing something uh, uh, and God just might come by and find you doing something and give you something else to do. Uh, A lot of times, and and, and I hope not here, but a lot of times preachers, uh, you talk to them and they say, well, I'm waiting on God to tell me where to go, what to do. Uh, Waiting on God to put me in the ministry. Maybe a young preacher waiting on God to put them in the ministry. Well, find one where you're at until God tells you what to do otherwise. Do something, study the word of God. I pray, spend time with God, witness, tell folks about the Lord, support the church, help the preacher, help the preacher's wife. I mean, get involved in working and doing something with your life. Uh, I, I don't know tonight, Uh, and we can go on the outside of ministry for just a minute, I don't know tonight that God, uh, and God can do anything but I don't know that God uh, uh, can do a whole lot with a lazy individual Uh, Lazy, don't want to do anything, don't want to work, don't want to, when we find Simon Peter, this was not him. I I wonder sometimes, what was it that God saw in him that caused him to want to use him? And I know it could be said that God saw nothing in any of us. I mean, all of us are worthless, all of us are helpless, and all of us are in need of the hand of God. But I I, I don't know that maybe that God saw, uh, the Lord Jesus saw Simon Peter busy. Is he doing something with his hands working and said, I can use a working man. Uh, he is working when we find him. And he's not, he's not too good to put in long hours, work all night if he has to, to get the job done. And he catches nothing, but you know what he's gonna do tomorrow? He's gonna go do it all over again. And I, and I find also that when we find in the Bible said that they were going out of the ships, obviously they fished all night, uh, they, they were tired, they were wore out, they caught nothing, they got out of the ship and the Bible said they were washing their nets. That was interesting to me because that showed that he had enough character to take care of what he had. God to give him something And instead of putting it up wet, instead of putting it up dirty, instead of putting it up uh, 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 for another time, he took the time at the end of a long working day to, to major on the details and to do the behind the scenes stuff that no one else was willing to do. Now, he's the captain of this boat because it's his. And if you're the captain of the boat, it belongs to you. And he's got other folks that are fishing with him. Uh, A lot of times, folks don't want those minor jobs. Is anybody hearing me tonight? But he was willing to do the little thing that no one else maybe would want to do. He was willing to do the, the, the things behind the scene to care for the equipment that God had blessed him with. I I believe tonight not only uh, should you and I not be lazy in our work ethic, uh, and I'm getting to the message, but I believe we ought to care for those things that God has given us. If God has entrusted you with a little, then take care of that little, and you might find a lot more down the road. But if you can't be faithful with the little that you have, why would God bless you with a lot when you've not cared for the little things that you have? Uh, he was rinsing and washing. Uh, another portion of the scripture says they were mending their nets. They are taking care. Uh, if 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 your job tonight uh, is is to clean toilets at the YMCA then be the best toilet cleaner at the YMCA that they've ever had and do it for the glory of God. And somebody that matters just might walk into your boat one day and say, I ain't ever seen anybody do it like that and I've got something bigger than this for you. Uh, I'm not trying to preach tonight on work ethic, but that uh, kind of preaching will go a long way, especially in our society. Go the extra mile. Uh, major on the details. Pay attention to the details. Uh, do, it, do it like you were the one in charge. Do it like God was watching. Do it like the boss was looking over your shoulder. Uh, don't cut corners. Put stuff up. Put them where they ought to be. Do it right. Best that you can. Is anybody hearing me tonight? I don't know if any of that had anything to do with Jesus getting on his boat, but I know the day came that Jesus saw Simon and these men fishing, and they had parked their boat in the dock, and Jesus stepped up on board the boat, and his life i i wanna i wanna i wanna uh and I, my voice is going and uh but but i wanna uh, the best i can and i'm trying to not come down there uh, the best i can tonight i, I want to encourage you to 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 let jesus on your boat um and i know this is simple i, I probably somewhat uh, uh elementary That's good uh but your job is your ministry. If you have one baby or two babies and, that, and you're a full-time at home mother, that is your job, that is your ministry. And Jesus ought to be welcome to show up at your job. And if you run a corporation and you've got thousands of people underneath you, that is your job, but it's also your ministry. And Jesus ought to be welcome on your boat. And if you're somewhere in between, uh, if you're carrying a hammer, running a weed eater, driving a nail, you're driving a bus, I mean, I don't care what you're doing, uh, that is your job, but it is your ministry. And if you view that as your, this day Jesus turned Simon's job into a ministry. I want to show you three things that he does. First of all, I want you to notice Jesus' request. Verse number three, and he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. He didn't tell him. He didn't command him. He just just come to work with Simon this day and said, I wonder if you would do this for me. Anybody ever had Jesus show up where you work and say, I wonder if you would do this for me. Y'all talk back to me now. You see that fellow over there in that office? You ain't ever talked to him about me. I wonder if if you'd be willing to do that for me. He said to Simon Peter, he said, uh, uh, I I pray you, and and the Bible uses that word as a request. He prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. Simon, I want to ask you something. I come over here and got on your boat today because I want to ask you something. Would you would you just go out a little ways from the land? Didn't explain it. Just asked him. Oh my tonight! If if where we were, we'd view it, uh, and and everyone in here is doing some kind of work, whether it's school or home or or, or a, a job or a corporate, whatever it is. I wonder tonight if we'd be open to the fact that Jesus just might show up and request something of us. You see that? You see that fella there? No one ever talks to him. I want you to talk to him, and I want you to show him the love of Christ. You see that girl over there? I want you to invite her to church. There's been some times when I was doing different things and days gone by. I remember one time I was I was uh, doing uh, laying sod and in in, uh, uh, in Columbia County and uh, uh, this was several years ago when this happened and uh, I, I remember I uh, I, the, I was talking to a man. He'd come out and I was I was working there and trying to get it done and he'd come out and was talking to me and uh, man he was he was just I mean just pouring it on me, the problems he had. And I remember I drove off in a hurry, wanted to get done. I had a track in my, in, in my Bible, but I, or in my console in my truck, but I finally got away from this man. He was one of them kind, you know. I finally got away from him. And I remember as I drove away, the, the Lord didn't command. It wasn't. A, he just said, are you really not gonna give him a track? You've seen his ailments. You've, you've heard what he had to say. You're not going to talk to him about me at all. And I remember turning the truck around and going back and spending about two hours with that old man. And I'll be honest with you, there wasn't a whole lot of joy in it for me. But I shared the word of God with him, not just in a tract, but we literally talked about it. Other times like that in my life, and and, and no doubt in yours as well, you say, well, preacher, I'm just uncomfortable with that. I'm just uncomfortable. Be welcoming to the fact that God might ask something of you on your ship. God might ask you to give something. God might ask you to buy something. God might ask you to write a letter and send it to someone, a a letter of thanks. Is anybody hearing me tonight? Maybe you're a kid in school and we're out for the summer but in just a month or two you'll be back in class and and maybe God will sit down in your desk with you and ask something of you and you say, "Is, is that my job? Absolutely, right now in your life that is your job. If you want to be in God's ministry, then understand that it'll probably begin in your ship. Before you ever launch out into one of his, it'll probably start with him getting in yours. And he'll get in your ship and he'll ask you some stuff. One of these days, these disciples, these very same disciples are going to be in somebody else's boat and Jesus is gonna be on the boat, and they're gonna be going to the other side with Jesus, and he's gonna be preaching, but right now, they're in their boat, and it's the only thing that they've ever known, and Jesus gets, I feel like I'm preaching tonight, I'm struggling with my in my body because I don't feel well, but I feel like I'm preaching tonight. Right now, they're in their boat, and if you're ever gonna get in his, I'm not talking about being saved, I'm talking about living for God. If you're ever gonna get off somewhere in one of his boats, Probably ought to be welcome to ask you some things in your boat. I'll never forget well, probably one of the most shameful situations of my of my life. Public, uh, I, I'm just I'm embarrassed to tell you I'm going to. I'm going to bring myself down in this illustration in your eyes, but I'm willing to do that because most of you sitting in here have probably shared some kind of experience. And if you hadn't, thank God. But I, I, God called me to preach. I was 16, uh, and, 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 and man, I was on fire But uh, uh, and, 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 and preaching and serving the Lord. But I graduated high school, uh, um, and oh, right before I graduated high school, I got a job working at the um, at the uh, UPS in Dalton. And I'd work at nights and go to school during the day my senior year. And uh, I remember uh, those long hours and it was a rough crowd. Man, they were rough. Just vulgar and vile and filthy mouths, filthy everything. Uh, The night shift at UPS, we were loading them trailers and and I'd moved up in different areas and I was trying to move up and and, and people liked me. Uh, And I, I didn't enter into the vulgarity but I just kind of sat there. You know how we're we're prone to do. I I didn't enter into it, uh, but I never stood out as different from it either. And Maybe that's not you, but at that point it was me. Uh, If anybody would have asked me, are you a Christian? I wouldn't have lied to them. I just wasn't an offering at that point. If anybody would have asked me, do you go to church? I would not have lied to them and said, I don't go to church, but I, but I was not offering at that 17-year-old point in my life that information. I remember one night I was preaching at a youth meeting in Rossville, Georgia. And I, I preached that night. God touched me, and sitting in the back there was another man just like me who worked at UPS. I didn't know he was gonna be there. I didn't know, and God let me preach, and afterwards he come up to me. He said, I didn't, and and he said, I didn't know you were a preacher. And he wasn't trying to shame me. I I'd not ruined my testimony there. I didn't have one. He said, I didn't know you were a preacher. We've worked together, and I didn't know that. Man, you did some good preaching tonight. Patted me on the back, said, I'll see you Monday with my tail between my legs and my ears hung low and, and Mo. you know why? Because I'd worked with that man for a year and he didn't know I was a preacher. I guess he didn't know I was a Christian either. That was my ship. And this evening I'm not trying to rebuke you I'm just trying to say if God, you say preacher I've worked with them a long time and I've never told them then, then, then go in there tomorrow and say I want to talk to you I've been a Christian a long time And I know maybe there was a time when I worked here and I didn't live like one, but God's really done a lot in my life in these last recent days or months or years. And and I want you to know what he's done. I want to tell you what God has done for me. Just go ahead and invite Jesus into your boat. Just go ahead and invite, is anybody here in a minute? Just invite the Lord Jesus to get on board the boat with you and do what he asks you to do. Do what he asks you to do. It seems like the hardest thing in the world when God asks you to do something like that. But you'll find it to be the most rewarding thing in the world when you actually do it. Uh, We we see the request. It's quiet in here tonight. I... (laughs) And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and talked the people out of the ship. Isn't that something tonight? That when he accepted the request of Jesus, Jesus ministered to all them people from Simon's boat. I wonder what God could do if you just request what he has been asking you to do what he's been asking you to do. Here's the second thing tonight. Verse four, now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, he said, he didn't ask, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep. He didn't say, please, or if you don't mind, are you willing to do this? Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Now, the first thing we see is when Jesus got on his boat, he requested, would you do this for me? I don't believe that had Simon rejected him, Jesus would have ever required anything else from him. But because Simon Peter accepted the request, launch out a little, let out a little, Because he did that thing that Jesus asked him to do, now comes the requirement. Jesus said, all right, now I want you to launch out into the deep. There is a requirement. Verse 4 and 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. See, it starts out with a request. Will you do this for me? Are y'all still with me tonight? It starts out with a request, but when he responds to that request with yes, then comes a requirement. Here's what you need to do for me. People who don't respond to God's requests are not gonna respond to God's requirements. Has anybody ever had God ask you to do something? Has any of you ever had God tell you to do something? You know why God can tell you to do something? Because you'll do what he asks you to do. And if you'll do what he asks you to do, he knows he don't have to ask, he just tell you to do it. See, this whole purpose was not just these people on the seashore. This whole purpose was not just ministering to them, but the Lord Jesus got on the boat, not just because he wanted to be good to all these people, but because he was interested in Simon Peter and doing a work in his life. God's asking you to do stuff in your ship, and it's not just because he's wanting to do something for all of them, but it's because he's wanting to do something for you. He's wanting to make something out of your life. He's wanting to give purpose to your life. He's wanting to give ministry to your life. He may never call you to preach. He may never put you in a church position. But God's got a ministry and it's got something to do with your ship. The reason why he gets on board is not just all the people on the seashore just all the people that your life can affect, but God, hallelujah, is interested in you and me. Then comes the requirement. Launch out into the deep. Simon Peter says, Lord, now Lord, let me tell you now, that's not gonna work. We fished over there all night long and caught nothing. And immediately as he begins telling God no, he says, but if that's what you want, at thy word, that's what we'll do. I'm blessed God for the day that he got in my little ship and started asking me to do some stuff. <laughs> Stair stepping there on. Started asking me to do stuff. So the day would come when he could just tell me to do stuff. What is it that God is asking you to do you hadn't done yet? I mean, just plain and simple. I'm just going to ask you straight up. What is it that God has asked you to do and you have not done it? Maybe sitting here tonight, what is it that God has told you to do? You haven't done it, and, and I know all the preaching we hear, all the preaching, and I believe it. They, they relate these fish to people, and, and I understand all of that. And Jesus is going to make that comparison. He said, "I'm going to make you a fisherman of men." I understand all of that, but Jesus did not load his boat with people. He loaded his boat with what he was fishing for. Jesus did not load his boat with, with, with people. He loaded his boat with fish. And not just his, but all of his partner's boats. Because he was willing to do what asked and he was willing to do what God required. You might, I mean, I'm talking to folks, daily living stuff. You might be the person that changes the whole atmosphere of the place you work if you let Jesus get on your boat. And I promise you this much tonight because I know him. If you're saved, he's asked you to do stuff where you work. If you're saved, he's required you to do stuff. Stuff you didn't understand. Stuff that you wouldn't have done. You wouldn't have gone back out and done that again. That's pointless and a waste of time. I've tried that over and over. I've talked to them over and over. I've already fished that spot, Lord. Jesus said, but I want you to do it again. The request that came when Jesus got in Simon's ship the requirement that came when Jesus got in Simon's ship. and Here's the result that comes. When Jesus gets in his boat or his ship. The result. And we know there's a great miracle. Thousands of fish begins to break their nets. There's so many. He begins to sink their boats. There's so many. What a miraculous thing. That's not the result. That is a byproduct. Here's the result, verse 11. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. And you know why they did that? Because Jesus in verse 10 said, Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch because it got in the ship of a man that he found out will do what I request he will do what I require and because of that I can send him out to do something greater than what he's doing right now I'm done preaching tonight but you want to do something for God you want to you want to do something worthwhile, it might happen at your job. It might be the greatest ministry God ever gave you. Your job. There are people in this church tonight because they worked with somebody who went here. There are people in this church tonight because they were a customer of somebody who went here. They want them at their job where they spend most of their time. You young people tonight, you come up in Christian school and everybody's a Christian at Christian school, even the ones that are not kind of are. At least they know they're supposed to be. It's kind of the thing at Christian school. You graduate and you go out world and you find out that they're not and even the ones who say they are, most of them are not they don't talk like one they don't, they're not faithful like one they don't go to church like one to the point where it is uncomfortable to do what Jesus asks you Am I talking to anybody that knows what I'm talking about? And it don't get any easier when you're an adult. And if you've been there for about 20, 30 years, it certainly don't get easier in the middle of that to say, hey, you know, I was kind of ashamed and fearful to talk to y'all, but now I'm going to. But God's got probably the greatest ministry you could ever have. Sitting right there in front of you. If you'd let Jesus get in your ship. If you you work at our Christian school, and several of you do, and I appreciate that. It's easy for that to become a job. What you need is a fresh visitation from Jesus in your ship. What I need is to keep Jesus in my ship. several of them work for Seth. but Seth, and you're walking around with that weed eater. Jesus can talk to you. You're babysitting, Jesus can talk to you. And if there's only one or two and you're watching them every day, read the word of God to them. Make a ministry out of it. God will talk to you and tell you what to do. Do it. If you've got a job with with leaders and officials, they're not not too big that they couldn't come to Jesus. They're certainly not too big that they don't need to. Lord, thank you tonight. You've helped us, I believe. The day that the Savior got in Simon's ship. Lord, I, I ask you tonight that when we leave here, we'd leave here, Lord, with the, desire for you to get in our ship tomorrow when we go to work and we just determine whatever Jesus asks me to do I'm going to do it whatever he requests whatever he requires I'm going to do it Lord there's, 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 there's men here God and they're, they're, they're they self profess and I believe them that they're preachers They're going to go into the ministry, preach. God, they're not going to do very much of that if they don't get over not recognizing the ministry that's in front of them right now. Lord, I pray, God, that they would. God, help us now. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand tonight. We're going to visit the altars before we leave. If God spoke to your heart, would you... Come invite Jesus into your ship. Amen.